So if you know that you're craving what I'm talking about, but you purposely or unconsciously shy away from diving into this kind of content, you're exacerbating a box that you've been put into versus if you lean into the uncomfortability and what kind of triggers you, that trigger is your doorway to growth, but it's up to you to open the door. Oh, friends, I'm so pumped for you to listen to this episode where I am diving into money and men and sex and relationships and how they're all beautifully, but sometimes very complicatedly woven together. Now, before I even go into the next bit, I just need to let you all know that I just paused for a solid 20 seconds in full silence because I could not think of the word of complicated. And so Olivia would be editing this on the other end and be like screaming the, I can just imagine her screaming the word at me as I'm sitting here in full silence being like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And then she got it. It landed complicated. Anyway, so for today's podcast, this is actually an Instagram live that I did a few months ago, kind of early or middle of summertime, I would say. And it was such a good Instagram live that I had to put it on my podcast. Even for those of you that maybe have listened to it, I guarantee that you've not listened to the whole thing and you do not remember probably even 5% of what I said on that Instagram live. So you're definitely going to want to re-listen to this and take some action, pull out your notebook, write some notes and implement into your life for sure, because you do not want to miss it. I also will let you know that at the end of the Instagram live, I answer some really great questions for you guys. So make sure that you listen all the way to the end of the episode. And I know it's kind of like a little bit awkward because I'm like, oh, Katie, this was a great question. And then I just dive into it. Hence, I'm like, it's an Instagram live. So you have some kind of context of when I'm just randomly saying these things. Um, but I have to repurpose it here because it was just really honestly too good not to. Um, and I know that it's a lot easier to listen to a podcast on here than it is Instagram live. So I'm also doing this for you, for you guys too, because I want you to get all of the goods. Okay. Before I shut up and, and dive in, I wanted to let you know that if you haven't seen that we have a new freebie, new freebie, new freebie, alert, alert, then here is your message. I have made my guide, my busy woman's guide to cycle syncing. It's on my website and I'm really passionate about cycle syncing in a way that is not what everyone's talking about. Obviously, I was kind of the OG in this world of period cycle syncing, etc. Now everyone, their dog is on board with it, which is fantastic. But the problem of that is that also my concern is it's going to become the new fad diet. It's going to become this new obsession. It's going to become the new eating disorder where people get so obsessed with, you know, only eating carrots during ovulation um, and not allowing themselves to have a cucumber on their period because they need warming foods that it doesn't actually serve the purpose that cycle syncing is meant to. You guys know that the number one thing you want to focus on is reducing your stress. So if you don't allow yourself to eat carrots during fucking luteal phase and that increases your stress, it's not helping anything, is it? So I made this guide to really kind of break it down for you in the way that I cycle sync because I want you guys to know that I do not do it perfectly. I do not do it in the textbook fashion. I do it in a way that is sustainable and actually lasts because if it's not going to last and if it's not sustainable, then there's no point in me actually doing it. I've broken it down for you guys in a way that's digestible and that in my opinion, just feels supportive. It doesn't feel like something extra on your to-do list. So to-do list. So we'll put that link below so that you guys can download that. It's all for free. And let's dive into this really juicy Instagram live and I will see you guys on the other side. Today, let's get into it. We are talking about receiving. So receiving in regards to receiving, obviously men. So you being able to surrender into your feminine to receive his masculine leadership. And then also with receiving money. 
So the first thing that I want you guys to understand, most of us know that like everything is energy, right? We're all just like fucking atoms jotting around on this planet. And the frequency of money and the frequency of sex is actually the same frequency. They, they have a lot of similarities and a lot of people that, are, that have some kind of block in one area, money or sex, they will have a block in the other area, either money or sex, right? Whichever way is like one block and then the other block. Whether it's inability to receive, inability to let go, fear of somebody taking something from you. There's, there's a very often the same block will show up in both areas. Not only is it like the same frequency as one thing, it often requires the same thing. So in order for you to receive money, you need to be in receivership. In order for you to receive amazing sex as a woman, you need to be in receivership as well, right? The two topics are also for most of us very taboo. Whether you've grown up in an environment where money money and or sex was shamed upon, wasn't spoken about. If you, you know, asked for too much money, you were greedy. If you have too much sex, you're a slut. Can we start to see how like there are a lot of similarities in the two areas? So a lot of the time people might focus on working on one area and then the other area can like lift itself up funnily enough. The other thing to understand is that our sexual energy is our life force energy as women, right? So when you have a low libido, low creativity, low sensual energy, low sexual energy, that leads to a low life force energy, often shows up as fatigue, right? Sometimes fatigue isn't actually because you've burnt yourself out working too hard. Fatigue can be a result of there's a lack of life in your life. There's a lack of pleasure. There's a lack of joy. There's a lack of energy and receivership and fun. There's just a lack of those things, which a lot of us don't prioritize these days, right? We fucking romanticize about it. We want it, but we don't prioritize it. And you know what's interesting? This is like such an important thing for you guys to to think about whether you run a business or not. It is always so fascinating to me how people will deem it as more acceptable to invest in their business than invest in themselves. And this is a really important thing to think about if you kind of fall in this category. And the reason why it's important to think about is essentially you are saying energetically that you value your business more than you value your life. But what people fail to realize is that how you show up in your career, whether you run your own business or not, how you show up in your career is a direct reflection of your life. We all know that when we are having a shit show in our relationship or when we are anxious as fuck with dating, our job suffers, whether it's that day or that week. We know that we aren't as productive. We know that we don't feel as good at our job. So isn't it funny that we will think that it like we, we make it easier to invest in our business, but we won't easily as invest in ourselves. So for those of you that are like, holy fuck, this is me. I want you to reframe in your mind and in your like energy in your body. Really think about like, this is a homework task for you guys. Really think about the flow on effect that you would have in your life if you were able to receive more in your life. If you were able to have more polarity in your relationship 
or in dating, or if you were able, if you felt better about money, how would that affect your career? Because here's the thing. A lot of us want more money. And if you tell yourself you don't want more money, I guarantee you there's some kind of block. You don't have to want to go and buy a million designer handbags. But the reality is that we live in an economy. Money buys freedom. Full stop, the end, right? If you have money, you can go and do more things, right? You don't even you don't need to go buy more handbags. You don't need to go on more trips necessarily, but you can do more things like hiring a landscaper or, you know, um, getting a nicer car to pick your kids up in or, you know, hiring somebody to help do your laundry so that you're not slaving over it every day. The reality is that money buys freedom. It doesn't matter how you use your money. It's just a fact. Money is a resource. It allows us to do more, whether it's buy better food for our family or whether it's buy a new car. It is a resource that we get to use. So when people are like, I don't want more money or like, I don't need more money. I'm like, you mean you don't feel safe to ask for more money? You mean you don't feel safe to be led by a man, right? So think of this for homework. You kind of have to backtrack to then forward track. So think about an area in your life, ladies where and gentlemen, where you are feeling really stuck. Maybe you are feeling blocked in this area. Maybe you feel like there's a ceiling that you're hitting. Maybe you are just feeling some kind of like stagnation and you want things to change, right? Think of that area of your life. So I'm just going to use an example, sex, right? You want better sex. You want to be blasted off to the cosmos. Okay. So I want you to backtrack. And I firstly want you to think about how the lack of intimacy that you have in your life right now with your partner or the guy you're dating or the fact that you aren't dating or whatever it is. I want you to think about how the lack of intimacy is showing up in your life. So you go to bed grumpy you feel really drained every day. You notice that when you come home from work, you just reach for whatever's in the pantry because you're just like so ugh about the day. You, you know, um, get pissed at men on the street for like no reason when they're just trying to help you, whatever it is. I want you to really think about, this is your homework, really think about how the lack of sex in this example is showing up in your life. Now we're going to flip it once you've done that. Then I want you to think about how how, how, double how, how having the sex that you want, the polarity that you want, the money that you want, whatever your example is, or whatever your situation is, how having that is going to impact other areas of your life. So think of it like this. How is having more polarity or how is having better sex going to influence your health? That one's pretty fucking obvious. How is it going to influence the way that you shop at work? How is it going to influence your self-care? How is it going to influence your confidence? How is it going to influence you showing up online if you have your own business? How is it going to influence the way that you think about your partner? How is it going to influence your relationship? How is it going to influence your social life? How is it going to influence your friendships? Can we see the flow and effect, right? Like, can we really see it? And so this ties back to what I was saying of we often devalue fixing our relationship with money or our relationship with receiving or our relationship with men, because we just don't deem it as as important. But it is one of the most important things for you to look at because it influences your life force energy. It influences the vitality that you have in your day. And a lot of us have been brought up as, as girls of don't ask for too much. Don't be an inconvenience. Don't ask for help. Like we have grown up 
with this persona of I need to be the cool girl. I got to be misindependent. Like we strive after essentially asking for the least amount of help, right? Like put your hand up if you know that that's been a goal, whether it's currently or in the past that was like programmed into you of this idea of ask for the least amount, ask for the least amount of help. Do not be too much of an inconvenience. A lot of us have had that misindependent programmed into us that now it feels so unsafe to receive. Like we want to receive in our bodies, in our hearts. We're like, I want to fucking let go. I want to surrender. I want to be fucking submissive. I want to be able to receive X, Y, Z, A, B, C, but it just feels so hard, right? Like I, I've been there. I know we've all been there. It just feels like there's a fucking brick wall right in front of you. And it's because we have created so much taboo and unsafety around the, the topic of men leading. It's wrong. It's anti-feminist. Like you're not a feminist if you have him leading, right? You're not a feminist if he pays for the date. We've created this whole narrative of how we should be as a woman and therefore how we should not be when it comes to relating to men. And for many of us, we also feel like you shouldn't talk about money. You shouldn't ask for too much. You shouldn't have, like, that's greedy if you ask for that. Like, don't like, don't be a snob. Don't be this. Don't be that. And we just continuously put ourselves in our boxes. And then we proliferate that. I can never say that word. I hope I'm sorry. We proliferate that. We, like, exacerbate the staying in a box because then guess what? We don't even give ourselves the opportunity to have a different reality. We don't think we can. We don't think it's normal. We don't think it's safe. And like, actually in one of the modules in MMM2, I was talking about debt and I was like screaming at you guys or like at the camera, like helping to normalize shit. And I was going on this fucking tangent of normalizing things. And the first step, honestly, whether you're new here, whether you're not, my podcast is full of like sex, money, relationships, men, subdom, et cetera. It does wonders when you start to just for your brain, normalize these topics and these conversations. So if you know that you're craving what I'm talking about, but you purposely or unconsciously shy away from diving into this kind of content, you're exacerbating a box that you've been put into. Versus if you lean into the uncomfortability and what kind of triggers you, that trigger is your doorway to growth, but it's up to you to open the door. So the things that you are deeply craving in there, like I fucking know they're there, the things that you're deeply craving in there, you have the choice to either exacerbate why they're wrong, quote unquote, or to actually normalize something that is fucking normal. Like it is so normal. You're allowed to want money. You're allowed to want hot sex. You're allowed to want a man to lead you. It doesn't make you any less as a woman, right? So coming back to the whole like kind of art of receivership. So receiving more money or receiving more love or receiving more polarity, just having that like constant turn on in your life, it requires you to actually feel safe to hold more. And many people don't realize this, but you know, when we are, a lot of us grow up with like, if you're horny, get rid of it, right? We don't know how to hold sexual energy. We don't know how to hold tension. We don't find tension like sexy over a long period of time. It's like, oh my God, this is too much. Get rid of it. And so for a lot of us, like we want to manifest more money. We want to manifest more sex. We want to have more sexual tension and polarity in our relationship. 
But then when we get it, we're like, oh my God, no, it's like too much. We don't know how to deal with it. Same thing. Like we haven't been taught how to receive. I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't taught by my parents. Like, honey, this is how you receive as a woman. And so what happens then is that we can have these like manifestations, these dreams, these goals, these wants, these cravings in our relationships. We can want our man to do X, Y, and Z. We can want the man to ask us out on a date. We can want this amount of money or this many new clients. And then when it comes, we're like, wait, what is happening? And we then reject it. We literally reject it. Like who's fucking done this? We've literally rejected exactly what we wanted because it feels too good to be true, right? It feels too good to be true. We live in a society, and if you kind of like stay plugged in to the current world of constant pain, constant war, constant problems, it's just fear, 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 fear. And it doesn't mean that some of it isn't valid. It does not mean that. Like, we have to be realistic. You can't just like live under a rock all the time, although sometimes I do. That is there, but there's also the possibility of you creating your own world. So it's like the world around you and your world can coexist. You don't have to always live by the structures and the rules and the programming of the world around you. You need to create your own world, your own container, your own way of living. When my fiance met me, he just was like, what the fuck is this chick on? Because he would say something and I'd be like, oh, I unsubscribed from that a long time ago. He's like, it wasn't an email. And I was like, I know, it was a belief. I, did, I, I unsubscribed from that. Or he would say like a fact about like the world. And I would be like, oh yeah, no, we're not available for that. And it can seem such a simple thing. But when you actually realize that you and your life and your environment and your friends and your relationships get to have its own set of rules, its own playbook, it becomes easier for you to let yourself receive as well. So men and money, they're two things that we often see see as taboo and wrong. Don't ask for too much. Don't be an inconvenience. Don't be this. Don't be that. Don't be this. Don't be that. But at the same time, we have that duality, this like push and pull within the money of, or within the within the relationship with with um, men, where we want them to do the thing that many of us have been taught to not ask for or to not do because it's wrong in X, Y, and Z. So for those of you listening, just start to become aware even of how you don't allow yourself to receive him or to receive masculine leadership in any form, whether it's romantic or whether it's um, platonic. And then the same goes with money and your manifestations. Like how are you not allowing yourself to actually feel safe in receiving these things or just even allowing yourself to dream that big? Most of us don't even let ourselves dream that big because it's the whole inconvenience wound of I don't want to ask for too much. Many women feel like I can't have the man and the money. I can't have the hot relationship and the dream career. That feels like too much. It feels like too much to ask for. And it feels like I have to choose one or the other. I used to have that belief as well, that I had to choose one or the other and that I couldn't manage both and that I couldn't do both. What's funny is that for so many of us, we've been like, we've been shoved into this like empowerment role, but then at the same time, We've also felt really disempowered with what we can do and what we, what, and what we can have as a woman. Like, I don't know whether anyone else has felt like that, where there's like duality in the female empowerment stuff, right? 
where, where we're kind of pushed into just another box of who we should be as an empowered woman, but that we also have these like deep polarizing, you know, um, cravings beneath us. And then at the same time, we also kind of feel disempowered about parts of our womanhood. Right. And so noticing like the box that you've been shoved in and actually creating your own box can be a really empowering thing for some of you to, to do. For one time only, I'm hosting my LA pop-up event and I am so excited to be bringing this to you guys. We are doing this for one time only and it's happening on October 21st of this year. This is a day-long event. It is going to be fun. It is going to be spicy and you are getting an exclusive look into my book before it has even come out. I am very excited for this. We are going to be going into polarity, manifestation, self-respect, boundaries, procrastination, perfectionism, and so much more. You will also be getting a Q&A with myself and my fiance, which is very exciting. For those of you that run your own business, you may want to look into the VIP option as well. Some of the spots have already been snagged, but if there is any left, maybe that one is for you. So in order for you to receive, you have to let go right? I think most of us know that. You have to let your body go. You have to let go of control. You have to let go of being in the driver's seat and all those kind of things. Most of us suck at letting go and we don't feel safe to let go because we're worried that the only way to be safe is to be in control. Here's the thing. When it comes to, you know, you wanting to be in a polarized relationship, so him being the man, you being the woman, like masculine, feminine, or whether it, it, whether it comes to the whole idea of like manifestation, one thing is constant between the two of them you need to let go in order for the universe to do its thing or for him to do its thing, right? So when you don't understand, because you haven't been taught it, when you don't understand what comes of letting go in the safety of letting go in how actually as a woman, you get more of a sense of safety by letting go than being in control. When you don't know those things because you haven't been taught them, how do you even have the possibility of it's safer for me to actually be in a state of surrender than to be in a sense of control? Because when you're in that controlling state as a woman, when you're trying to control, when you're trying to micromanage, when you're in your head, basically, you're in your masculine. The masculine energy lies in your head. The feminine energy lies in your body. So when you're in your head all the time trying to control a situation and not feeling safe to let go you actually exacerbate the feeling of unsafety because your body's sense of equilibrium and alignment is in feminine energy as a woman, right? When you feel like this, I am home feeling in your body, you're in your feminine energy. When you are in your masculine energy and in your head, you feel exhausted, drained, burnt out, just like the life force has been sucked out of you. So whilst you might need, whilst you might need to be in control for five minutes or something or other, that, often, that obviously is just life. But when you're in this constant state of trying to control an outcome to something or trying to control the way that your life is going, you end up getting the result that you didn't want, right? You end up being in your masculine. You end up burning out. You end up not being a vibrational match for what it is. You end up not being in a relationship where you get to be the feminine and he's the masculine. So you're so desperately trying to control your, your reality of, I want to be able to be, you know, having X, Y, Z in my life, or I want to be able to be, you know, I want to be able to be a woman and surrender, whatever it is. You're trying to control the outcome 
And then what will happen is that often you will get the outcome that you did not want often I teach you a lesson because you were in your head. So remember that ladies, when you're in your head, you are not in a state of letting go. You are not in a state of surrender. He cannot lead you because you're the one leading. So you're butting heads, right? It's literally just like his masculine energy, your masculine energy, energy. You literally depolarize the relationship by being in your happy masculine. And then you can't even manifest what it is that you want to manifest because a key component of manifestation is the art of surrendering, is letting go. And the letting go isn't giving up, right? That's not, that's not manifestation. You can't, manifestation isn't just like, I'm going to burn myself out and get myself to a, to a point where I just like have to give up and I have no choice but to surrender. That's not, that's not manifestation, right? That's you burning yourself out and now you've been forced to fucking surrender but the, that, that is that you being forced to surrender is not going to result in you co-creating the life of your dreams continuously and the relationship of your dreams continuously. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not up for like killing myself for a year and then burning out. It's like, that's not sustainable, right? And that's not, I'm not then co-creating the life of my dreams and the relationship of my dreams that whole year right? If I've been, if I have been like in that masculine controlling all the time, I probably don't even have a relationship by the end of the year, right? So it's not that you want to then burn yourself out, which is what a lot of women do. They'll like burn themselves out and then they're forced to surrender and relax. And many do it unconsciously. They don't, they're not aware of it, but they feel like the only way to actually relax and they deeply just want to be able to let go is push, 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 push. Now they're forced to relax and they don't have to choose between being in their masculine or relaxing, they now just have to relax, which is what their body was craving. So subconsciously, they then lived that out and actually got it right. But the key thing is, and that this is the thing that I am like so like set on. If something isn't fucking sustainable, I don't want any part to do with it. We live in a world of just like short hits, right? Of, of literally consumption burnout because we are just consuming, consuming, consuming on these constant like hits of dopamine and serotonin. And it is really exhausting. It's exhausting for our minds and it's exhausting for our bodies. So when you then add into your life, like strategies, I guess is what you would call them, strategies that are not sustainable. I'm like, I don't want that. I want strategies that work and that are sustainable. That's why I always say in my emails, like I'm not, I'm not just going to tell you to like journal and meditate because I don't journal and meditate every day. And like that for me isn't su sustainable. Like I want a multitude of different options to choose from. And I want to be able to like do what feels best because I'm going to get really fucking sick of journaling and meditating every morning if that's all I'm told. That isn't sustainable for a lot of people. Or you have to do X, Y, Z, A, B, C every day to be in your feminine. Like, oh, cool. But I don't have time for that. Most moms don't have time for that. Most women do not have time to carve out an extra three hours in their day to do like 10 feminine practices to open their pussy up to God, right? Like most of us just don't have that time. So my then approach is how can we integrate that into your life already? For those of you that are on my email list, and if you're not, then send a message and we'll send you a link. Um, the email, the emails that have gone out the last month um, about like the manifestation challenge, all of the things that I gave you guys in there, and they were really good emails. I'm actually, I need to like put them in a PDF and then put them in um, MMM, both my MMM programs so that they're there as well. But, um, but 
something like in those emails, you guys would have noticed that I'm continuously like, when you then do this, is it sustainable? Like it has to be integrated into your life already. I don't want you to have to carve out three extra hours of your day to get this email done and get done everything that I've said, because it's not going to last. You're going to feel good for a week. And then you feel like a failure a month later because you haven't continued with it. The easiest way to set yourself up for failure is to do something that isn't sustainable. It's just not right. So you want to be thinking about, okay, how can I make receivership? How can I make pleasure? How can I make love? How can I make my manifestation practices integrated into my life so that this is actually sustainable? I mean, the last thing I wanted to say before I answer questions is not a last thing, but just like the whole emphasis of the tangent and rant that I just went on, but hopefully a really expansive and good one is that I really want you to know that you get to have it all. You don't get to just dream it all. You get to have, you get to receive it all. You do not need to choose between Korea and him or all this and that. You get to do both and you get to have it all at the same time because every single thing is connected in your life. Every single thing. That's what I was saying at the beginning. So make sure that you guys, I'm going to answer these questions and please make sure that you do the homework that I gave you earlier in this. If you joined late, I'll put the recording up so that you can, that you can rewatch it and make sure that you do that homework because it is really powerful when you actually realize, and it helps you to add value to like one thing or like 10 minutes of your day. When you realize that one thing can have a flow on effect to like 10 other areas of your life, you actually realize I'm going to go do that thing. So even just for example, like the flow and effect of you going for a 10 minute walk, how's that going to affect other areas of your life, right? Adding value to the not immediate things makes you realize that like every action that you have has a profound impact on your energy, your vibration, your life, how you show up, etc. For those of you that aren't already aware of this, I am completely booked up for the rest of the year for all my one-on-one spaces, which is so exciting and just so amazing. So what this then means is that we are now already enrolling for those of you that want to do a mini one-on-one package or a one-on-one package next year. So starting in the second half of January, 2024, all you need to do to secure your space and to also get a super extended payment plan is to make sure that you filled your form in on the one-on-one page. And if you already have filled that in because you maybe inquired before, then just shoot an email to us. Let us let us know that you're now in a position where you would like to secure your one-on-one space and we can organize that for you. So I want to make it really clear that for those of you that have maybe thought about it in the past, but you know you need a longer payment plan option, this is your time to secure it because I can add on four to five months onto your payment plan. So we really can spread out those payment plans and make it possibly a 10 month payment plan or even 11 month payment plan, depending how quickly that you join and pay. So the sooner that you secure your spot and you join and you pay for your place, the longer I can make that payment plan option available for you. I also want to let you guys know that because I have the book coming out next year, which is really exciting because I have our wedding also very exciting. I am going to be having more limited spaces in my calendar because I need to be able to give 100% to those of you that are in my diary and in my world. My diary is in my calendar. Um, Not necessarily my morning journal, although you never know. (laughs) So please just know to not wait to the last minute because I don't always have spaces in that last minute. It's much, much more likely and the majority of the time 
you know, when people inquire, it's about a couple months of waiting until we actually start our session. So this is the time to do it. You then know that you are starting off next year on the best foot. You've made that commitment to yourself and you will be able to get started with a bunch of pre-work before because of some of the inclusions that are in the package. So it's not like you're paying and then just left kind of like twiddling your thumbs. You will join and then you can get started in things whilst you are waiting for our first session to commence. Oh, I'm so excited. So for those of you that have been considering doing this for a while, now is your chance, especially with the extended payment plan option. And I'm so excited to have you in my world for the beginning of next year. I cannot believe we're already talking about next year. Oh, let me answer this one first. So Katie, reasons why thinking of receiving a lot of money feels scary. So if you grew up in a household where money was fought about, money was shamed, it, you know, rich people are greedy. Um, if your father or mother got had had a lot of money and then got into trouble, if they lost a lot of their money, all of those things can make it feel unsafe to then have money because I'll be labeled as greedy. Money's bad. I'll lose it. Somebody will ask for it. Somebody will steal it. Like there's so many other reasons. I was like, okay, it relates. So there's a multitude of reasons why it can feel scary to have a lot of money, which is why it's so important for your nervous system for you to, and I know that you're already doing Queen Alchemy, for you to be in a environment where it, where money is talked about with joy and ease and safety and stability. It's the opposite of what you've been brought in, brought up in. And by being in a container or an environment where you are experiencing the opposite to what you were brought up in, it invalidates what your brain and what your body thinks is true, right? At the end of the day, if you think something is true because that's what you've been shown and taught and you continuously live that out and it continuously is proven to you and your friends talk about it the same way and like that is your life, then that is the truth. It, that's the end, right? Nothing is true and nothing is untrue. It's all about what you make it to be. So when you're then in an environment of the opposite of what you were brought up in, it completely like catapults what you thought was true and allows you to basically realign to your ideal truth. Not even my truths. It's your ideal truths. You basically, your mind basically goes, wait, there's something else. So I can choose something else because you experience the opposite. So what you think is normal gets much bigger and you realize, wait, this is also normal and this is also normal and this is also normal. And we want things that you want to be normalized because what's normalized feels safe to have. So it feels if it feels normal to have a lot of money or it feels normal to have your man lead you and dominate you and devour you, then guess what? It feels safe to have those things, right? For a lot of women, it doesn't even feel safe to let him lead. Like that feels wrong. They'll start binging my podcast and they're like, wait, holly fucking Luya. Yes, I'm going after this because they realize, oh, it's actually normal to want those things. Therefore, I'm going to go get them. Okay. If someone does hit that burnout zone already, what would be the way to get them back out without traditional time off work treatment? I hope that makes sense. Yes. Did you ask me this in a DM the other day? Somebody else asked me this in a DM the other day. I can't remember. So what I was saying before around like life force energy and like a lack of life force energy can result in 
burnout, fatigue, etc. The first thing would be where do you not have joy in your life? And like, how could you add more joy? And it could be really simple things like you're going to eat breakfast in the garden or you're going to go for two 10 minute walks every day, or you're going to go kick the ball with your children in the afternoon when you get home from work. Or it could be that you're going to get more creative in the kitchen. It's actually just about how can I add more joy into my day? And is there anything that I feel like is just sucking my life force energy out of me that I could take out of my day? I will say though also is that I work with a lot of clients that have constant adrenal fatigue and nothing has fixed it. And it is a trauma thing. It is their, it is their adrenals being stuck in this trauma cycle and they are so used to it that they don't feel it anymore. And their body is just continuously releasing cortisol and adrenaline and they're not actually aware of it. So if you, you know, if you try a bunch of things and it doesn't work, it actually could be that your body's like stuck in this trauma response. So we would just want to like get your body out of that trauma response, close the trauma cycle, and then you'd be good to go because that's happened for a lot of clients. And then it's like related to like a dad thing or this thing. And actually there's always so much about feeling like they have to help everybody. So it's that constant giving of energy and not receiving. So that links with the receivership. Um, and then once we've kind of healed that, then it's like gone. It's kind of crazy. So I have, uh, I have this anxiety. Oh no. I have this anxiety around my partner watching our kids alone. What could that be about the control piece that you were saying or not trusting him? I mean, it absolutely could be both. It could be that, that he, they're only safe when I'm in control as in you, they're only safe when I'm in control. It could be that you don't trust him to be in control. It could be that, you know, you, um, I mean, that would be the two of them. You, either you only feel like you feel like they're only safe when your eyes are on them and, or you don't feel like you can trust him to be in control and for them to be just as safe when you're around. Also, depending how old they are, it's definitely also a biological thing with your hormones. So just remember that too. Oh my gosh. I hope that you guys loved that episode because it was so good. It lit me up just like with the fucking big sleeves, the whole thing. If you watch the video version, you would know what I mean on YouTube, the whole big sleeve. Speaking of YouTubes, I've been uploading, I guess what you would call vlogs to YouTube where basically I've just taken my Instagram stories, made them vertical and put them on Instagram, on, uh, on, not on Instagram, on YouTube. I've talked about this a little bit before. So if you are not clued in on why I'm doing this, make sure you listen to the episode that I did a few weeks ago about this. And I also did an episode earlier in the year about some changes that you guys can expect to see coming. But the recent episode kind of outlines this for you. So you have it. So make sure that you've checked out my YouTube channel because I'm going to really start to post more of my nuggets there and more of my day-to-day -day life there. So you guys can get a greater glimpse into my life and into my job and just seeing more of the real me because I'm kind of just, you know, it's easier to post a 15 minute video where I'm doing random things. Whereas if I posted 15 minutes of Instagram story, although sometimes I probably do 15 minutes of Instagram stories, the algorithm would fuck me over and I would get pushed to the back. So I'm trying to juggle. Obviously I want you guys to make sure you're seeing all my content, but I also want to give you guys the real juice and like the behind the scenes of things as much as possible. So I've started to make those YouTube videos for you, for you all. And then, um, I also still have my behind the scenes bubble as well, which then gets even more of the behind the scenes. So I will love you and leave you all. Make sure that you've booked your LA ticket because you do not want to miss this event. And then also, like I said, in the, um, in the podcast as well, my one-on-one -on -one spaces for next year, 2024 are already getting booked, which is hella exciting. 
For those of you that are considering coming to the LA event, if you're not considering, you can tune out now. For those of you that are considering coming to the LA event, I want you guys to be really aware that I have crafted this event and the intention of the event is to really bring the best of all the different topics that I speak about. So essentially the best of all my programs, blend them all together, give them to you in a really fast packaged way in that one day space. In person is the bomb, right? It's the tits. We did an in-person kind of big meeting for my book on Monday, just the one that's just passed. Um, no, the one before that in New York. And I said to my fiance afterwards, I was like, gosh, doing stuff in person, you know, we could have done the exact same thing online, but it's just, it's collaborative. It's a vibe. It's an energy. It's so, it's invigorating. Like you just feel so inspired when you're with other people versus by yourself behind a computer screen. Um, so that in and of itself, just the fact that I'm doing an in-person one day event should be enough for so many of you to be like, I'm getting the fucking plane ticket. You can get fucking LA plane tickets for like $100. You get the plane ticket, you get on the plane, you have an incredible day. You've uplifted yourself for the rest of the year. You've, you then manifest all this shit and you're like, boom, thank you. I love myself for doing that. Um, so I've made the event in such a way where you're getting the best of the best of everything that I deliver in this fun in-person format. I'm making it really to the point, no fluffy stuff. I mean, when would you guys ever expect fluff from me? Um, and you get the added benefit, of, added benefit of that communal feeling with us all being in person together. So for those of you that are considering and have been feeling a little bit blur in your life, you're going to want to come to this for all the reasons that I just shared. And also because fuck waiting to December 1st to then start scrambling with all of your manifestations and like, oh, now I'm going to show up as the best version of myself. Oh, now I'm going to invest in myself. Oh, now I'm going to take the action. People have this terrible fucking habit of waiting until December 1st or January 1st to finally actually do something about their lives. Stop right now doing that. Decide from now that you are going to start taking action on your life today, right? In the next second, in five minutes time, you're going to do it five minutes ago, because when you continuously are waiting for something else to influence your actions, you take the power out of yourself and you put the power into something else. It's the same thing with people that are those yo-yo dieters, which I've got an episode coming for you soon. Those yo when you're on a yo-yo diet, where you're like, oh, I'll start Monday. It's this bullshit way of continuously buying into your excuses and making yourself feel like you still have a little bit of time to be the shittest version of yourself. And then you'll start Monday. Why not start today? The reason why you don't start right now is because you're not showing up with the level of self-commitment that you want to show up to. And you think that in a few days time, you're now going to have that level of self-commitment because you've like amped yourself up. It's like you've prepared yourself. When you do that, you keep yourself on this roller coaster of self-commitment and then self-betrayal, self-commitment, self-betrayal. And it just constantly goes and goes and goes and it eats you away over time because it's fucking exhausting. So my encouragement for you today is to think about, do you want to come to the LA event? Yes or no? Simple as that. If it's a yes, then you make the decision, you take the action steps, you do the things, you worry about the rest later. You know that if your intuition is leading you towards this thing, you are going to trust that. You are going to trust yourself. You are going to be committed to yourself enough that you are going to figure the rest out later. And you know that you are going to be so thankful come December 31st that you didn't wait or even come December 1st, actually, that you didn't wait until December 1st to take action you've been taking action for now a month and a half because of that incredible day that we had at the LA event. And to be frank with you, as soon as you make that commitment with buying your ticket and paying that, the action then starts then. You are going to be changing your actions. Your energy shifts immediately because you've shown up with that self-decision and that self-declaration of, I deserve this. 
it happens all the time in every one of my programs. People will DM me being like, I haven't opened a fucking module and all of a sudden all these things are happening in my life. They're like, why is this happening? And I tell them because you're showing up with, I deserve this. You've made a commitment to yourself. You've made a choice of, I want more. Therefore, energy matches energy. That then comes towards you as well. That more is now coming your way. So I'm going to get off my tangent. I'm going to shut up. I'm going to finish this episode here, but just know that those tickets are there. They're calling your name if you feel it. If you have any questions, I'm here for you to send a DM to. I will see you guys next week in the next episode.